Hey, you want a s'more? S'more what? No, 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 you want a s'more. I haven't had anything yet. So how can I have some more of nothing? Shut up! You're killing me, Smalls. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. Friday night pod again. Do you know I've had the last two days off work? Ooh. So it's kind of like I'm coming into a Sunday night. But you're not working tomorrow either. Yeah. So you uh-huh. don't have them Sunday night blues. Nope. I've got the Friday night confused. You've got the Friday night greats. It's great, but I'm confused. I've got the exact opposite because I'm working this weekend. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Have, I probably have some work done. Which is exactly why we're doing uh, not Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because we've been pretty damn busy this week with work. We want to do something mm-hmm. that would require slightly less research. Mm-hmm. We landed on this little gem. The Sandlot. The Sandlot. Kids. Yeah, kids. <laughs> In Australia, it was called the Sandlot Kids. Not sure why. Maybe because we didn't know what a Sandlot was. Yeah, I mean, I still don't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it a baseball thing? It must be. Or is the Sandlot just a, a vacant lot? I probably should I, I should have looked this up. Me too. Nevertheless, the Sandlot and/or Sandlot Kids, nineteen ninety-three. What a year! It's a hell of a year. Take us back. Uh, okay, I will. Um, <laughs> so, nineteen ninety-three. Now, I thought I'd do things a little. I mix it up. I do things a little differently. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down. <laughs> we are going to have a little quiz. It's been a while since Pulling I've quizzed the rug you. Rug out from under me. Okay, yeah. Um, and. Context of the quiz is that this film was made in 1993, released mm. in 1993. Yep. But it was set predominantly in ah. 1962. Right. Which, as you know, is a different year. Very different year. Yeah. Everything was black and white back then, I think. It was. Um, like in Pleasantville, mm. which coincidentally one of these uh, cast members has been in, was, was in. Who? Oh, well, we'll come back to that later. So we're going to play a little game Um it's going to be name the name year. Oh, okay. I'm into this. I love names. So you love names? Well, we've got a few names. So what we'll do, um, and look, this might be easier than you'd think. You'd probably <laughs> think it'd be pretty easy too, actually. Yeah. So it's probably about as easy as you think. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so Straight over the plate. <laughs> I'm going to say a name <laughs> yeah. and good, good. Yeah, you nice. like that? Yeah, it was yeah. good. Good baseballism. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the name game. Okay, so um, backing music. Excellent, perfect. Mm. So the first name is Jessica. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't set this up properly. <laughs> I have not set this up. Is that the answer or the clue? Um, so what I didn't <laughs> explain is that I'm going to read a list of names that are the most popular names of either year. Oh, okay. So when I say the name, you have to say, is that one of the most popular names of 62 or 93? Ah, okay. Oh, 62 or 93. Yeah, okay. sorry. Sorry, go. Where did I start with? Jessica. 93. Yeah, yeah. Ashley. 93. <laughs> Emily. 62. 
Karen. <laughs> 62. They're all really... Uh, yeah, Karens. They've really um, come to fruition right now. Oh, we are we are living in the Karen era. And apologies to the Karens that are wearing face masks uh, who, who do understand that Black Lives Matter. Apologies to all those Karens. Yes. That must be rough. <laughs> yeah, indeed. What about Linda? Oh, 62. This is so much, right? Well done. Yeah. I would say that you would win the, like the night. You'd be back again to, you know, keep going. Keep going. He'll be back tomorrow for the showcase. Be back to, to win a washing machine. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Big year for names. Also a big year for movies. And of the movies, there are some big names amongst them. Yeah. This is the year of Jurassic Park. This is the year of Mrs. Dootfair. Fugitive, Schindler's List, The Foyim. Mm. We've done a lot of these. I'll do some of the deeper cuts. Free Willy, um, Hot Shots Part 2, mm. Carlito's Way, Beverly Hillbillies, The Nightmare Before Christmas, oh. and a few movies we've covered before, such yep. as Demolition Man, which came in at number 12 that year, Cool Runnings, which came in at number 13 that Keep year, going. Nowhere uh-huh. to Run, which came in at number 33. Oh. But you know what came in at number 50 in 1993? Uh, the Sandlot? Yeah, also known as the Sandlock Kids. Mm. Yeah, so the Sandlot, otherwise known as the Sandlock Kids, came out in 1993, budget of $7 million with a a box office return of $34.2 million, came in at number 50, didn't didn't light the box office on fire, but would go on to become a, a, a classic... In, in American culture and representation of American culture around the world in the era oh. of the VHS and the Dividend and so on and so Dividend. forth and the Laserdisc. Yeah, good on you, Sandlot. It made it all the way to Australia. It made it all the way into number 37 uh-huh. Argyle Avenue ride, which is where I lived back in yeah, the day. Next to the school. Next to the school. I watched the hell out of this movie. It was a big one for me. Was it a big one for you? Nope. Interesting. Yeah, I think... I, I definitely watched it. Yeah. But I reckon just, you know, we come across this a fair bit. Like I think I was just a little oh, bit too old. Oh, interesting. So, I, I, yeah, I did watch it and I think um, by that age I'd already seen Stand By Me and we can go come to it that again. It is sort of, yeah, okay, I can see where that's going. Yeah, I'll come back to that. But so I think it was just probably a little, um, I was probably a little bit old. I haven't maybe. seen Stand By Me, by the way, which is sort of the exact proof <laughs> point you needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and we've been doing this for. Oh a, man, we, we've got to we've got to do it soon. Well, yeah, and so there's movies. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, and I've heard this, and there's you know how there's some movies you're like I'm I'm saving that for a thing, but now since we're doing the podcast, I'm really saving it. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah I've nearly yeah. watched it a couple of times lately. Anyway, we're not here to talk about something about me, and I'll touch on it get later. But um, yeah, this wasn't an iconic film for me. It hasn't really stayed in my memory bank um, at all. So yeah, I've got nothing to work with here. Let's uh, let's hear from you. Well, the exact opposite of everything you said. So <laughs> you've seen Stand by Me. I haven't. <laughs> this wasn't a big one for you. Wow, it was a big one for me. Yeah, I watched the hell out of it. Uh huh. A hell of a lot. You know all their names? Uh, not really. Okay, just the main ones. Only like yeah, there's, Smalls and. Um, there's definitely some extras in there, isn't there? That's interesting you say that because in the rewatch, there's one kid that came out of nowhere. I'm like, there was that. Who is that kid? 
Because otherwise they're quite distinct. There's a handful, they're half distinct, half <laughs> not. I watched it a lot, like a lot. This was one of the ones, like high, high frequency. This was bigger than, like compared to like Mighty Ducks and stuff, this was bigger. Fascinating. Um, and like I said, this is, I'm not a baseball guy, so mm. it's interesting that this was the one for me. But it's what I le- it's where I first learned about Babe Ruth. It's where I first learned about s'mores. Yeah, right. Uh, which I wouldn't try until probably 2013 in in the US. The s'mores thing is interesting. Yeah. Because I – Have you had it yet? I think I might have had it, but I was going through – I went through a marshmallow in the backyard first. Oh, yeah, we did that. You did, but yeah, yeah, and you set the fire up we and all We didn't do s'mores. We never did s'mores and I'm like, I was pretty sure my fire stage would have come after this movie and it yeah. just didn't – We didn't have graham crackers here or graham crackers as graham, we probably call them. Graham. Yeah. Yeah, we say graham. Yeah. Not graham. It's where I learned about chewing tobacco. Oh, wow, this is I, like I remember like having important. to. You were on the journey people, with the kids. I did ask what that, what, wait, what are they chewing? What's that? I don't understand. Why are they mm. sick? What? Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, turns out it was licorice and bacon that they were chewing on. Yeah. Little concoction. I'd give that a go. <laughs> yeah, it sounds all right. And they actually got sick because they had licorice and bacon in their mouths and yeah, going on a and ride. On a ride. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Acting, acting is acting. reacting. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then things like, <laughs> you're killing me smalls. Like I say that. I still say that. Yeah, it feels like that one, based on the research I did, is pretty thick in yeah. vernacular. In- like I would say it in the office in the US in particular. There's plenty of times. I mean the usage opportunities are It's there. It's, it's plentiful. It's, oh, it writes itself. Um, but, yeah, I never played baseball. Oh, I played T-ball. Remember T-ball? Oh, yeah. <laughs> T-ball was the shit. T-ball was an integral part of um, the Ride City PSSA yeah, I fitness play, curriculum. So PWSA sport was on what was on Wednesdays or something. I don't know, but that was the public school sport association. <laughs> okay. Let's go with that. Yeah. So when you're prim- you're in your primary school, elementary school, where depending where you're from, yeah. you have sports day, which is probably half day on like a Tuesday, Wednesday, or something. I don't it was know. Friday because if you played in like you could if you played for the school. You'd leave early and you have an early lunch and then you go and play another school in cricket. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Cricket yeah. is our baseball for the for our international. It kind of is, yeah. Well, sorry, should I say to our American uh, listeners? Well, that was one of my biggest learnings in living in the US was when I finally went, because I'd never been a cricket person. It's America's pastime. Well, I've never been a cricket person because yeah. I'm like, that's kind of boring. But baseball, wow. that looks exciting. Don't be dissing cricket on this. Podcast, well, it's just please. not my thing. I yeah, respect yeah, cricket. Yeah. If I was at the game, I would probably I would enjoy it if I was there. I think you'd be bored. No, but I have beers and stuff. Yeah, you mean I'll beers. get caught up in the vibe. The beers. Um, but at home I can't watch cricket. Oh, it's so good for sleeping. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> no, it's awesome. But you watch most of it and then you have a little nap. <laughs> it's the best. Well, the, the learning was <laughs> I went to a baseball game and I was like, wait a second, this is just this is, cricket. This is American cricket, <laughs> yeah. Because I went to one and it was almost like a. Yeah, it goes for hours. It was zero, 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 one, zero. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> yeah. low score. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess I've just seen highlights and it looks very exciting. Or I guess I've just seen the sandlot and it's very exciting. Um, you're waiting for the big dog next you, to the stadium. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Hit it over the fence. <laughs> Hercules. Get to the beast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basketball was more my thing. Mm-hmm. A similar fashion to this, but the sandlot was kind of my my version of the sandlot was because I lived next door to my school. Like yeah. you said, we had a basketball court there. Yeah, and we just go play basketball every day. Yeah, that was my sandlot. Yeah, and we had life experiences there. We found mm-hmm. a porno once. I cut my hand open once. I, I think you have to find a porno at least once in your yeah. youth. Yeah, 
I, it was like God just scattered them out. You know, <laughs> these guys don't have the internet yet. I got to scatter some porn around. For Honestly, man, and like the premise of this movie, like being set at the Sandlot, and but you know, it's a, it's 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 a coming of age story. They should have found it, a porno. It kind of yeah, they should have, it's, but it does kind of directly translate to my experience on that basketball mm, court as mm, a kid. Like mm-hmm. Exactly the same thing. We just played basketball aimlessly, and then shit would happen. Yeah, but I watched it a lot, and probably haven't watched it for at least twenty years. Yeah, so. Right. High frequency at the time. This is like a but perfect. But then a clean break. That's perfect. It's that's a perfect, what we thrive, it's, it's, thrive on. In it's this an program. ideal setup for a rewatch, I tell you. And you got to introduce your wife to the sand lot. Yeah. And to Benny the Jet Rodriguez. <laughs> she was saying some creepy things. Really? <laughs> She's young. like, don't say it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm over, I'm exaggerating. But there were borderline comments. <laughs> <laughs> that are technically illegal. <laughs> I love it. Let's go into the origin story. Yeah. Origin story. So this little picture mm-hmm. was written, directed and narrated by a man named David Mickey Evans. Yes. Written, directed and narrated. And narrated. It's a rare combo. It's a triple threat, guys. Um, you might you may think that name sounds familiar. You may not. I mean, if you're a massive fan of Beethoven's third <laughs> and second, the movie, the movie, not the music, and Beethoven's fourth. Oh, he did three and, and four. He did three and four. Not even two. Do you love Ace Ventura, Junior? <laughs> <laughs> he did Ace Ventura, Junior. Hey, I'm make I'm poking a little fun here, but he also did Ed. With Matt LeBlanc and a monkey playing baseball. <laughs> Sorry, I am poking fun here. But there are other movies is made, but it doesn't take away from this movie being pretty bloody good. No, um, exactly. This is the crown in his. <laughs> <laughs> Something said, not right. <laughs> this is his best movie. The crown surrounding his jewel. Yeah, <laughs> something. It became his directorial debut, but there was a film that was supposed to be his direct debut called Radio Flyer. Ooh. A film that he wrote. Sounds sexy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was. Although it did have Lorraine Bracco. Oh, yeah? Um, Love Lorraine Bracco. You right? Big friend of the show. And Elijah Wood. He wrote this thing in the late 80s. It became, it was catching fire around Hollywood. Oh, that sounds dangerous. Yeah, it was quite dangerous. Eventually he sold it for $1.25 million, which is pretty big. Wow. And... Uh, I can't remember which studio bought it, but they were so enamoured with this talented young man. They're like, you know what? You should direct this yourself. I believe in you. You got anything in there after this to, with a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Uh, well, quite the opposite. He signed, he, no monkey. He's directing. They're making the movie. He cast the movie. Yeah. They're shooting the movie. The studio sees the dailies and they're like, nah, not, nah. What are the dailies? Like when they like check the, on the shots that have yeah, been happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was it was it didn't happen. He basically got fired. They started the whole movie again. It was already being shot, so he's he wrote it, but he didn't get to direct it. It got recast. Lorraine Bracco and um, Elijah Wood weren't in his version. Like it, it, complete tear it down, start again. Whoa. Yeah. So you know what to say about Hollywood? You get you, maybe you get a second chance. You don't get a thoid. Is that what they say? I don't know. Because you're on a roll with saying things from Hollywood. <laughs> no, I think I read that. I'll in, believe anything right now. I read that today somewhere and I thought, that sounds cool. I might regurgitate that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about it. 
But needless to say, the pressure was on. Yeah. Because, you know, you, can, you get a second chance in Hollywood, but very not often a third. Well, three strikes, you're out. Three strikes. <laughs> hey, cooking with gas. That's one all. So he thought, okay, I've got one shot, one opportunity. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun. to seize everything I ever wanted. And he thought, well, what's something I can own? What's something that could be my thing that, that I would have to direct? I like could be my, mm-hmm. I can, it's my thing. I just need something I can narrate. Yeah, something I can narrate. Something and he, I can talk the whole way through. Yeah. And he came up with this idea of a movie that he called The Boys of Summer, which was based on his experience as a child with his little brother. Um, they had moved from out of town into a small town, not dissimilar to the one pictured in this particular picture. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd been bullied a lot. Um, there were these bullies that specifically played baseball that would not let them play baseball. Yeah. So imagine Smalls not being invited to play. Oh, yeah. So one day his little brother was down there trying to play baseball with his kids. Mm -hmm. The ball went over the fence. Fence infamously had a vicious dog on the other side Mm -hmm. by the name of Hercules. Mm. This may sound familiar at this point. What happened next was slightly different. I'll let... David Mickey Evans's little brother, Scott, explained just what ensued. The ball was pitched, the ball was hit, and the ball landed in the backyard, protected by a big dog. The actual dog was a German Shepherd Doberman Pinscher mix. But at eight years old, everything looks big. So we all peeked over the wall, and I said, I'll get it, because that was the last ball we had. We were all poor, and I was kind of being bullied, so I didn't. I, I said, I'll get it because I can save the day because once the ball is gone, the, ga- the, the game is gone. So they laced their fingers together, boosted me up the wall. I landed in the backyard, and the dog was chained up, and the ball literally was about three inches from the dog's nose. But I said, well, the dog can't get it, so the dog can't get me. I grabbed the ball. It was all slobbery. I turned around. All the guys were watching me, and they saw what I didn't see. They saw the chain break, and they screamed, Run. And then they dropped out of sight. So I ran for that tree. I planted my left foot in that tree. I reached up for the wall. And the dog launched and grabbed me on the left leg. Now what's interesting about that, we heard that straight from the horse's mouth, but while true events occurred there, it's interesting to hear um, the director slash writer slash narrator David Mickey Evans also talk about it. So what he says was nobody was going to get the ball. But my brother wanted to play so bad that they said, okay, go over and get the ball and bring it back and you can play with us. Mm. Uh, so he went and got the ball. He went over there. The dog ripped his leg to shreds and they laughed at him. He had to walk all the way home. I really hated those guys for a long time, long time into my adult years. Wow. The way Scott talks about it there was very, oh, and then this happened and it was all a good time. His brother not so much. Interesting. He carried this with him into adulthood and he, he was stuck in traffic one day in LA and was thinking about this specific moment and was like, maybe this, maybe this is the movie. Can I make something with this? And it became quite a cathartic experience because he, the, the idea ended up being, but what if they weren't cunts? <laughs> what, if, what if these kids actually invited him to play and it was a, you know, yada, yada, yada. It was wholesome. And it was wholesome, the most wholesome thing you've ever <laughs> <laughs> Sickly sweet syrup <laughs> just poured down your throat. He was like, that's the movie. And so he wrote the damn thing. And, and he says, like, even from the first paragraph, it, it, like, was therapeutic. He, like, 
no longer cared about these bullies. They were now heroes in his mind. You must have um, had a relatively boring life to go, now what happened in my life that was interesting? My brother got bitten by a dog. <laughs> Let's see what we can do there. But I think if they legitimately got bullied, that stuff uh, kind of yeah, sticks with you. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm just yeah. being silly. Stop being silly, Greg. This Sorry. guy had some pain. Yeah. Um, so we had this script. It got knocked back from a few places but eventually got sold to a now defunct production company called Island World. Canon. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> it's a tournament. <laughs> Baseball tournament. <laughs> Island Dreams, what was it called? Island World. Island World. So it was on. The movie was happening. That's the worst name ever. <laughs> Island World. Yeah, it matters. Names it do matter. Mm. So next step was casting. So actually it's pretty interesting. This was initially written as nine and ten-year-olds and so they fully mm. cast the movie with nine and ten-year-olds and they were like, oh, they're, they're babies. <laughs> kind of annoying. This isn't going to work so well. Uh, so they recast with 12 to 13-year-olds. That's the sweet spot. The sweet spot. But the people they had cast, they, they were all kind of samey-same and they're like, this is not like, there's no distinct characters here. We just got a bunch of, yeah. So this process seemed to continue and all these all these kids were auditioning for different roles that they didn't get but like they all got. They shuffled them around. The, they shuffled them around. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was very 1997-esque with the Suchiroonies in this one. Yeah, right. right. You got you got old mate over here auditioning for Smalls who ends up getting this guy over there, yeah. and then this guy is over here, and then you got yeah yeah, yeah over there, and you you got and so on and so forth. Uh-huh. But the kids they landed on, I'm going to read them out here because I'm going to forget for the rest of the episode. Yeah. So let me just read them all out. You got Tom Guri. Oh, I'm going to have to pronounce names. <laughs> <laughs> My Achilles heel. <laughs> oh, sit back and enjoy this. I never think of this until I'm about to read them. Tom Guri as Scott Smalls. I assume that's how you pronounce it. I'm sorry. Mike Vita Vita. As <laughs> Benny the Jet Rodriguez, Patricia Renner. No. <laughs> no. It's Patrick. It's, I was going to say, that's, that's the, the. I would have kept going, but I was like, there's no Patricia. females in this movie. <laughs> now you're fucking up first names. <laughs> the easiest names. You've devolved from getting. I've said before, I'm 99% sure I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Specific to names. <laughs> yeah, I've got name dyslexia. Um, okay, Pat, Pat, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and this is the worst because he's a great. He's great. It's Patrick Renner as Hamilton Ham Porter, the great Hambino. Yep. Great, great performance there. Chauncey Lepardi as Michael Squince Peladoris. Marty York as Alan Yeah Yeah McLennan. Brandon Quinton. I have to say these names in this accent because it mm. kind of feels right. Mm-hmm. Brandon Quinton Adams is. Kenny DeNunez, um, Grant Gelt as Bertram Weeks. And some of these may be autocorrected because I wrote this pretty quickly, so forgive me. Victor DeMartia as Timmy Timmons. Shane Obedzinski as Tom Repeat Timmons. Uh-huh. Karen Allen, Karen who Allen. coincidentally is in Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. She is. Um, as Mrs. Smalls. My mm. English teacher was Mr. Smalls. Mm. Was he in this? No, he wasn't in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, Dennis Leary as Bill the Arsehole. As Bill the Arsehole. <laughs> yeah. He was so mean. Just play catch, you dickhead. He had a deadline. <laughs> yeah, what a, there's no deadlines in 1962. Yeah, that's true. What are they going to do? Yeah, send you some mail. Can you hurry up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> James L. Jones as Mr. Myrtle. Yeah. Marky Shelton. Oh, I think I feel like I got that wrong. <laughs> 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 Shit. As Wendy Peppercorn. 
who I thought I didn't know, but then Ara was like, she looks really familiar. Look her up, yeah, look her I up. And she's in Planet Terror. That's the, she is in Planet Terror. She's yeah. also in Pleasantville. There you go. Oh. She's in Sin City as well. Yeah, she's in the Rodriguez family. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's legit. Yeah. Interesting. But finally, the final character, wouldn't you say, in this movie? Mm-hmm. The Sandlot itself, perhaps. <laughs> You'd have to. <laughs> You'd have to. It's been a while. We had to put that in there. But kind of. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. They found this Sandlot. It's a real place, but it was a big empty space and they built the houses around it apparently. Wow. Or at least the facade of houses and the fences and all yeah, they, all no, they the didn't, things. Yeah, they didn't put tables and, and humans and hum- <laughs> dress them up. Mm. But, you know, eventually they, they got these kids playing baseball. They, they made them do all sorts of activities in front of the camera. Bish, bash, bosh, you got yourself a movie. Rap party at the Viper Room. Rap party at Chuck E. Cheese, perhaps. Rap party at Chuck E. Cheese. Let's play the trailer. Play the trailer. I know you're smart and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. Kale, get it! The kid is a L7 weenie. My life is over. Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. You just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Now he's in. Yeah! All right! With the coolest guys in the neighborhood. They've got the look. Wendy Peppercorn. Wow. Hey, girls. They've got the moves. <laughs> They've got the rap. Blockhead. Geek. Jerk. Idiot. Moron. You bob for apples in the toilet. And you like it. You play ball like a girl. Yeah, Something else has got their ball. That wasn't my ball! Dad's father gave it to him. Babe Ruth signed that ball. Babe Ruth! We gotta get that ball back. Got any bright ideas? Initiate retrieval section number one. Power connect. Come on, help me, it's heavy! Now! Fire! Fire! Twentieth Century Fox presents. Hey guys, it's the Sandlot Babies. You're the ones that making all that racket. Ah! A lifetime of adventure. Come on, Squid, you can do it. Pull through, bud. Little pervert. The Sandlot. A little piece of paradise, a half a block wide, and a whole season long. Scotty, have you made any friends yet? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Mom. Oh, give him a break. She really put the pressure on there. Yeah. Hey, we had some LaFontaine there, you, you know, known for, for telling you a little bit about what happens in the movie, but I'd love to hear your take, Greg. Sure. Uh, I would love to recount... Um, a synopsis mm. of the Sandlot. In a world of cinema that was producing films about dinosaurs being brought back to life and eating people, angry 
postal workers losing their minds on a hot summer's day in LA, a man renting out his wife in Las Vegas. The Sandlot gives us a simple story about a group of young lads playing baseball in a vacant lot, a sand lot. Mm. Nine buddies, some guy that's not Richard Dreyfus narrating. Keep going. His first summer in a new town where the local kids use him to make up the ninth player and complete their baseball mm. team. There's no winning, there's no losing, there's no final big game, just innocence at every turn. There's a big dog that eats all the balls, and even he turns out to be lovely. <laughs> In the end, they all get to meet legendary James L. Jones. Mm. It's also a love story. Oh, yeah? Between Squints and Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. It is. They got married. They got married. That's nice, isn't it? It's nice for him. <laughs> Goes to show. <laughs> Goes to show what? I'm not sure. Okay. I want to hear how your rewatch was because you probably know where mine's going, but I want to hear yours. Yeah, sure. Uh, it was okay. Yeah. If not a little vanilla. Mm. Um, and as I alluded to earlier, I, uh, uh, you know, I realise that's a contentious comment because uh, one thing I've learned doing this movie is that this is a much loved film. So I'm not yeah. I'm not here to shit on it by any means. Yeah. Um and I, I respect the place it holds in many people's hearts. No, I get it. I get it. But for someone that, you know, didn't connect with it as a child, watching it now, I was like, yeah. But yeah, honestly, I I did feel a at a few times I was watching a watered down stand by me. Yeah, that's interesting. So the narration thing is an obvious one. Like someone a kid, an older guy narrating a part of his childhood yeah. is stand by me. Yeah. That's why, that was my Richard Dreyfus gag in the uh, synopsis because he's the narrator of yeah, Stand yeah, By Me. Yeah, yeah. So there's on a sort of macro level, there was those yeah that's parallels. Yeah, and even like the spew scene. There's a there's a really famous spew scene in Stand By Me. Stand By Me. What year was Stand By Me? Uh earlier. Was it? Stand By Me might have been eighties, late eighties. That's um, interesting. Yeah, so yeah, there was even a massive spew scene. So when they were spewing, I was a bit like, oh, come on, guys. Interesting. Find a new gag. Maybe do a poo. But Stand By Me, while it is kids, it's, 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 it's more a adult. a lot more adult. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah. interesting. So it's interesting that he doesn't call that out when he, he talks about this movie, though, that that, that it must be a big influence. I would have thought so because um, when you see it, you go, oh. And I think there's nothing. There's kind of like nothing wrong with that. Like nah. if he's going, I want to it's, make it's a different a kid, film, exactly. A kid, something like a kid friendly version of that. Yeah, and like put in a little Easter egg, give it a nod. Maybe that's what he was doing with this view. But Maybe. it's surprising yeah, yeah, it, had, yeah. it didn't come up in any of the research. It's interesting because it I haven't, like I said, I haven't even seen that movie. But that did pop into my head as like, I feel like it's of the same yeah. ilk. And how about you? Oh man, I, <laughs> I had such a good time. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I, I say this knowing I understand. If people don't like it, I understand why you maybe don't like it. This is pure sugary, syrupy nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all sweetness. Like, I, me and Ara, Ara hadn't seen it. Or uh-huh. then as she was watching it, she's like, oh, maybe I have. But I'll be watching the amount of times, the amount of times we did this little face, I went, oh, <laughs> like throughout the whole movie. It's so sweet. I didn't realize how sweet it was. And the fact that they invited him to play baseball mm-hmm. and like they set up that it's like he just moved to a new town. It, but it's like a week before summer. He doesn't have any friends. I yeah. was like, oh, No time to make friends. Yeah, and then when Benny the Jet Rodriguez says, just come play with us. Like, oh, He gives him the hat. 
And then we're like, we're going to go get his bar. Everything's just, yeah. He's a real sweet guy. He's such a sweet guy. Well, this is where it got interesting because, yeah, it started there. Ara was like, he's so sweet. It's so nice of him to give him his hat. And he Mm -hmm. gave him the mint. It's so lovely. Movie continues. Then Ara drops this bombshell. You could tell he's going to be hot when he's older. (laughs) (laughs) She she didn't say hot. She said, good looking. And I said, what? (laughs) She joked. in a fairness, that's I think a pretty she, fair statement. He's yeah, yeah, a good yeah. Good looking kid, but she she was quite enamored with this kid. Yeah, right. When, and I it, said, "Hey, dial it back a little bit, please, uh, lady. You're uh, scaring me, lady. You're scaring me." And then she referenced South Park, like, "Yes," <laughs> <laughs> which I was kind of impressed by. I was like, "Well played, lady." Yeah. Hey, you know that woman died um, last week or something? The, remember, famously, when we were kids, there was a teacher that had a baby with um, the student. Do you remember that one? Oh. It's a classic one. And they event, they eventually got married and had more kids. Yeah, right. She passed away like last week. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Shadow, how do you come back from that? I, just, I, I didn't know what to say. Anyway, so Ara got real creepy with this poor little yep. kid. Uh-huh. No wonder he got scared out so of doing they, movies. Oh, they're, going to the, they're going to the pool? <laughs> anyway, I, she wasn't as creepy as I make it out. She was very, very innocent comments. He was a sweet kid. He was doing nice things for this poor little kid, Smalls. Um, uh-huh. but, the, but yeah, we really enjoyed it. We were sitting there going, oh, I net nice for the whole bloody thing. And I, I, I watched it knowingly understanding that what I'm enjoying here is pretty just pure nostalgia. Yeah. I, I, I get why this movie, I uh, probably didn't mention, I think I missed it. Rotten Tomatoes score for critics is 62%, audience score 89%. I can kind of see why. Like mm-hmm. it, is, it is just hyper sentimental. There's yeah. not much tension in there. Arguably unrealistic because the true story is that these kids were bullies and they weren't so inviting. Yeah. So you can kind of see that come through. But I tell you what, so much going on in the world today. It's not bad to sit back yeah. with a nice little movie like this. Yeah, and I think even in '93, you know, there's a lot of you know you're like you're making movies like Schindler's List and The Piano. Yeah, yeah. It's just, obviously it's a different. Target but then on market. the flip side, yeah. Then on the flip side, though, I get that that's also the danger with nostalgia of like the good old days thing. But let's not read too much into it. It was. An enjoyable experience. So you were nostalgic about a nostalgic film? A little bit. And I know this is some of the things I shot on um, Forrest Gump for, but I guess this one is just more my speed or something. I don't know. Slightly more subtle. Yeah. And it's it's less, you know, right-wing propaganda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But, but there were quite a few elements of this movie because I haven't seen it in a while. There were quite a few elements of this movie that I'd forgotten about. I'd forgotten there was voiceover. I forgot Dennis Leary was in it. Yeah. Just on, can we touch on him for a minute? Yeah. Because I thought. Real asshole. Oh, I'm an asshole. Oh, yeah, oh. well, there you go. So I know him as a brash, loudmouth comedian, fast-talking, angry guy. Yeah, yeah. And this role is kind of like a, he's like a muted, um, you know, not ah. present stepdad. So it's like he's gone in a different direction. I guess maybe that was into. But he's still intention. an asshole, though. He's still an asshole. He's just more of a quiet asshole. He's a quiet asshole, but he's not in the movie much to like. Oh, I want to stretch into a different character. He's barely in the movie, so it's not. Mm. It's, it feels like a weird cast. He's just weirdly cast in this for me, Dennis. Ah, uh, it'd be interesting to look at the timeline there because well, Demolition Man was ninety three, wasn't it? I'm yeah. sure, I only remember that yeah, because it was ninety three, and then initially said in ninety six. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Maybe he was just grabbing roles and he wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's a nothing role. Nothing. Well, it's the kind of thing that if you were a comedian trying to be taken, get a new flavour going. Yeah. 
like in a modern version, you maybe not Will Ferrell, but I don't know, like you could imagine someone who's uh, loudy talky. Yeah, who's like I can also be quite like serious. Yeah, he should have grown a beard for it there if he's going to be is, serious. I, like Dennis Leary's got more to offer, I think, than you see in his role. Oh, he sure. does, but I, th- I think maybe at that point that was early days. Maybe I don't know the time. He was. Way. He just started. I think. I think this is it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, and similarly, I, I forgot Karen Allen was in it. Well, I um, just didn't know. Well, when I was a kid, I didn't really know who she was. I mean, I watched Indiana Jones last week and I didn't join the dots until I was reading about it today. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I watched it because, yeah, because we we're going to do Indiana Jones. I watched it and then I was like, oh, that's kind of serendipitous, wouldn't mm. you say? You would. Yeah, you would. And I did. Keep going. I didn't realize how much, at least from the narrator's point of view, that he thought it was about me and Benny. It's like me and Benny. But I feel like that was a one-way friendship. Like I would argue that Smalls probably describes Benny as his best friend, but I don't know if Benny would describe Smalls as his best friend. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> It's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. Well, speaking of dark, the mother really puts the pressure on, doesn't she? She does. You got what are you fr- doing home? Where are your friends? You go make some friends, you loser. You're not coming back until you got a friend. I'm locking the door. You go outside, you make some friends, and you get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you come back here and you play with your fucking toys by yourself again, you fucking little Verbatim, those are the lions. That's exactly what she says. I don't want you sitting around in here all summer fiddling with this stuff like you did last summer and the one before. I know you're smart and I'm proud of you. I want you to get out into the fresh air and make some friends. Run around, scrape your knees, get dirty. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble for crying out loud. Yeah, that's what she meant. She didn't yeah. say that exactly. But yeah, you get the idea. Uh, I think I thought that he was a really good actor, that kid. He too. was good. He was good. Yeah, he did great. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what's really interesting? I don't, I, um, it wasn't a surprise, but I think as a kid, I just didn't really notice that it, it was set in the 60s. Yeah, right. Yeah, I just thought it was kids playing baseball. I mean, it was there, but it wasn't like Maybe a, that's, yeah, maybe that's why I didn't really connect with it. I used to not like the old-timey things. But I didn't notice. Like, I honestly just thought, I mean, may, I didn't, if I had to describe the movie to you a week ago, I wouldn't have mentioned the 60s. Mm. Well, there's not a lot of automobiles. Yeah, well, yeah. they're always a bit of a telltale. They're a telltale. I mean, sand lots are probably it's, much the same. Tree houses. What's interesting too, because was the was the treehouse in the sandlot or, or at someone's house? I think it was in. I think it was at the sandlot. Sandlot, which is crazy too. So you kids, you go sleep in the park tonight. Yeah, because I had a couple of offsite over the years. Mm. I had a couple of offsite treehouses. Oh, offsite. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was very cool, but we never slept in them overnight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. My ones that you need the right tree for a good treehouse. This is a three-story treehouse. So this is the problem. Movie treehouses, fuck it for the rest of us. Well, yeah, and also is it an American thing that we're just not getting here? Because we don't, even cartoon Simpsons treehouse, you know. I had one treehouse in my house, my yard. Yeah. And it was basically a plank of wood across one of the branches so you could lean against it a little bit more comfortably. Yeah, I had that. We used to, well, again, because I lived next door to school with the basketball court and shit, we used to like make cubby houses there on the weekend. Yeah. It was really just a piece of string or something with a with a few sticks on it. Garble box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was more like a homeless, yeah, exactly. It wasn't quite the same thing, but it felt exciting. Yeah, you were doing it. We were doing it. Robertson Crusoe really fucked it for me. Well, what? Did you ever see? No, Swiss Family Robinson. 
What's that? That sounds familiar. Swiss Family Robinson was a movie that we should probably look at back Ooh. in the day. Um, but from, set back in the day and this family live on an island in a giant treehouse. That sounds good. Um, but it's like a palace. That, a, that name sounds familiar. Uh, good with names as I mentioned. Oh, I also quite liked, which again speaks to me in my childhood, is that they there was no tournament. They were just playing. Yeah. I quite like that. It was very relatable. It, it relieves this, the plot of having to be about the evil Swiss team or whatever they're yeah, doing. Yeah, and they, they double. They, they still have like a token. They have a nice little, little face-off, which was a great scene. That was fun. That was good, wasn't it? There was a great, uh, they just, they exchange child insults. Yeah. Am I good enough to lick the dirt off our cleats? Watch it, jerk. Shut up, idiot. Moron. Scab eater. Butt sniffer, pus licker, fart smeller. <laughs> you eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You mix your weeds with your mama's toe jam. Yeah! You bob for apples in the toilet, and you like it. You play ball like a girl. Pee drinking crap face. <laughs> oh, well, that was pretty good, I thought. I'm working out a way to use that. <laughs> Bum bum brain. Bruce put it, put it, put it in a passive aggressive email at work. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah, I felt like that 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 helped it not. You yeah, know, it becomes a predictable plot. There, you got Mighty Ducks one, you got Mighty Ducks two, you got Mighty Ducks three. Yeah, you've you got, <laughs> and each time you've got <clears throat> who are the who are the guys in Ducks one? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. They're from another country, are they? No, no, that's you're thinking of number two. That's oh, they're Iceland. all blurred. See, this is interesting. I'm I'm pretty keen to do those, but now that we've done this, we've got to wait at least ten episodes, I think. Oh, okay. Um I'm ready for ducks, big time. Yeah. Hey, have this um Benny the Jet's in Ducks too. He's in two and three, yeah. which I forgot. But I mean when I saw the picture, I was like, Oh yeah, I guess he was. And so is uh I can't remember his name. Pacey. No <laughs> Emilio Pacey is in it. Uh, I can't remember. One, one of the other Sandlot kids. Oh, really? Brandon Quinton Adams. Oh, which one was that? I've got it here, don't I? But he's also in the Moonwalker film clip. The picture. The picture. The picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's the kid dancer. I don't know how, you obviously don't know this as well as I do. No. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, there's this little kid in it. There's a, it's got this long storyline. Right. Uh, long storyline. It's a film clip for Smooth Criminal turned into a movie. It's got Joe Pesci in it. Yeah, I've never seen it. Um, it's amazing. And yeah. it's got this little kid in it who jumps out and they're watching Michael Jackson do – you've seen Smooth Criminal film clip though, right? Yeah. The, mm, yeah, the leany – yeah, leany. The leany leans. Yeah. Um, he's watching through and then he jumps down and dances. He's mad. He's a good dancer? Well, he does one little dance. It's terrific. He's no, he's no Greg Carney. Oh, he's pretty good. Greg Carney at my wedding was quite the dancer. <laughs> Love a wedding dance. It's my only outlet of dancing these days. It's true. We're at that life stage now. Because we don't go dancing anymore. Yeah. You want to go dancing? I feel like I just save up. You know, weddings are I'm past most of my weddings now as well. So. And it's a, you know what, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's a non-judgmental crowd, but it's a friendly crowd. Yeah. So everyone's got your back at a wedding. Yeah. 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 Love it. I think there's some standout performances in this movie, mm-hmm. like especially little Hambino there. He yeah. was the last one cast, like last minute. Yeah, well, they're, he's so good. He's terrific. And you know how like there's there's kid actors mm-hmm. and act, there's kid acting, and that's that's always comes across as a bit fake, especially if the kid's trying to act like a grown up. It always mm. comes across as a bit. But he was so natural. He's acting. I've yeah, got, he lights up the sandlot. He really does, man. I've got the clip here of when he's 
talking smack as the shortstop. It's not the most hilarious lines you've ever heard, but just in terms of his delivery, it's so natural. Hit it. delivery he's got it all man that's why he became the hammy <laughs> the great hambino wrestler in the movie at least yeah we'll get to more of where they are there why does he okay <laughs> i'll save that question <laughs> I'll save that uh i think there's some pretty iconic scenes pretty iconic moments uh-huh. and, and this will be interesting now i'll go through these and you tell me if these were important to you or were in the rewatch because to me these are like the, the ones these okay. are the things so the s'mores First, you take the gram. You stick the chocolate on the gram. Then, you roast the mallow. No, it's my sleeping bag. When the mallow's flaming, you stick it on the chocolate. Then, you cover it with the other end. Yeah, me too. Then, you scuff. Yeah, wasn't that big that it made me make them. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, didn't I wonder if I tried. I can't remember well enough, but I wonder if. I think I just accepted it as a mysterious foreign food. <laughs> I think talking to graham cracker is going to throw us. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a cracker. But I, if I heard a cracker here, I wouldn't be thinking, I'd call that a biscuit. Oh, that's true. It's a biscuit. A cracker is a. But maybe it is a cracker. I don't know. No, I think it's like a. Is I think sweet? it's like a digestive. Oh, okay. Like a, a nice crumbly biscuit that you dunk in your tea. Yeah, okay. Okay. What about the 4th of July stuff when they're playing at night and the fireworks going on? Cool. That was sick, man. I like when they had the, the, the street party. Yeah, I've always, well, I cool. like a little, I like a community street. You know, yeah. someone that has a Christmas party, someone, a street that has a Christmas party <laughs> for that street. Like Ramsey Street. I'm into that. But someone's going to die in a fire if it's Ramsey Street. Yeah, well, I don't want that. Yeah. But, you know, don't move to Ramsey Street. You're, the Something fatality rates are oh, through the roof. Yeah, except for Toadie. That's neighbours for like that thirty percent. He should be cockroach, not Toadie, because you can't kill him. <laughs> he's he's had many wives that have oh, died, and they're all hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so thirty percent the Americans in the room. Uh, neighbours is a is a soap opera in Australia, and it's it's on, set on Ramsey Street. It's very ordinary suburban. Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue started there. Guy Pearce. Russell Crowe was in it, I think. Probably. Every every Australian celebrity Holy you've seen Lance. is in that all home and away. Anyway, that's uh, – We digress. We digress. Um, squints at the pool. Yeah. That's pretty iconic. Yeah. That's pretty iconic. Um, the story of the beast when they're telling the story. Yeah. Forever. 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 Yeah, that was Forever. good. I quite enjoyed that. That was great. Yeah. One thing I thought was interesting in this movie, which I'd never really thought about before, but he seems so intent on getting taught how to catch. Like, is it even a thing? 
You just catch or you, and you throw. I've got a. I've got to okay. on this, so I'm okay. glad you brought it up. Because you don't have to learn to. I mean, I mean, to a degree, you do. Like if you try to teach Bruce now, yeah, you teach it. You teach it, uh, but infant. he's an adult. I mean, he's not an adult, but he's a full grown. I child. yeah, like I that was a, like a real head scratcher. Like he couldn't. He what was this? He couldn't throw or catch. You, see, you can intuitively kind of throw. Yeah, it's not a thing you have to learn. Or is it, or I think you do learn. Like you practice you, you, throwing. You a lot learn in the same way that you learn to. I don't know. Not fall over when you walk downstairs. Like it's not like you have to. Can you teach me how to use the stairs? Well, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well I feel bad for him because I'm thinking in my setup. If a kid came to our school and we we're playing cricket, yeah, and he came to join and he couldn't throw, yeah, and he ran the ball over, yeah, that's pretty heartbreaking. Well, it's over. He's not even seen that kid again. And I thought, well, maybe I guess it, they're trying to sh- demonstrate, you know, he didn't have a father mm. for a while and mm. so he missed out on some of those things. But still catching, I don't know if that's – Well, I took a while to learn to ride a bike. Yes. And so I can relate on that. But the throwing thing. The throwing thing. Did you know what? I was? I had that as a thought and then today – Yeah. I have to say serendipitously again, mm. Complex uh, on Instagram put together a photo <laughs> compilation – of rappers <laughs> yeah. throwing out the first pitch at, in, in Major League games. Yeah, that's interesting because I've only seen the 50 Cent one but that was an eye-opener. And you know what he says? That wasn't 50 Cent. That was Curtis Jackson. Say <laughs> <laughs> so 50 Cent want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. He owned it. Well, well, well done. played, yeah. sir. Because he can't throw. He can't. And there's rappers apparently can't throw. And is it is it uh, like an a, inner city thing? I don't know, maybe. But, I mean, then you've seen like. You see, you play basketball. Play basketball. You have to throw in basketball. I mean, I haven't seen fifty cent play. It basketball. is a high pressure. I've Man, seen Joe Cole would, play. Would, J Cole. What's his name? J Cole. Joe Cole. J Cole. J Cole. I've seen him play basketball. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. Um, but that is a high pressure throw, isn't I it? I would hate to do that. That would be my worst fear. I Wouldn't feel like it? I'd forget how to throw. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Oh man. If someone said tomorrow you're throwing the first pitch out tomorrow at the Aussie at the Yankees, Major League, <laughs> the Aussie Major League, the Melbourne Mets. I'd do it, <laughs> but I wouldn't sleep the night before. I would be down the cage or I'd be I would practicing. be yeah, practicing yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But I'll do better than 50 cents. Oh, my goodness. It goes like, I don't, it's physically improbable. It's uh, it's pretty funny. Just the tech, the tech is on all of them is. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, John Howard's bowling efforts. Have you ever seen oh, that? Oh, yeah. So yeah, John Howard, yeah, yeah. former Prime Minister of Australia all through the 90s, he infamously was, you know, touring, visiting troops, um, Australian and Pakistani troops somewhere in a oh, conflict yeah. zone. And he's a tr- cricket tragic, famous cricket tragic, this yeah. Prime Minister. Loves it. Loves it. Loves, loves a bit it. of cricket. And he loves a tracksuit. Loves a, a full-bodied yeah. uh, shell suit. Loves a power walk. Been the power walk, green and gold, yeah. Australia. Anyway, he's like, they're like, oh, why don't you uh, fire one down, Johnny? Fire, fire a couple, couple of balls down. So <laughs> he gets up and goes to bowl. And bowling is That's much harder. It's harder than throwing. Yeah. I mean It's a weird technique. It's a it's a technique. It's, it's a, a technique. weird yeah. So if you ask them to do it for the first time, they might It's not struggle. super intuitive. But he but he's a fan. He completely cooked it and really? just bowled it off the pitch. It's a it's an awesome clip. So based on the data presented, he might be a really good rapper. Uh he would spit fire. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Get John Howard on the line. Lay down the beat. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Man, science, it could be true. Could be. It's interesting. I hadn't thought of that, so thank you. Well, you know what I hadn't thought of or heard of? PF Flyers. The shoes that, you know, he brings out his new pair of shoes to jump over the fence. Oh, yeah. PF Flyers. They make you run faster and jump higher. Really? I've got a little commercial oh, from man, the 60s. I, yes. Now, a new PF Flyer adventure starring Johnny Quest. Something was wrong on the volcano. Race was flashing a message. In danger. Bring rope. Johnny flashed back his answer with his PF magic ring. Coming. He ran like the wind. Lucky he was wearing his PF flyers, the action shoes. Only PFs have the action wedge built right in. So you run your fastest and jump your heights. There was race. In seconds, the red-hot lava would reach him. But the action shoes got Johnny there first. Race was saved thanks to Johnny Quest and his action shoes, PF Flyers. Say, boys and girls, want a PF magic ring like mine? It has a magnifying glass, a secret compartment, a message flasher, and a secret code circle. You get one free at the store with PF Flyers. So get the shoes with the PF patch and get your PF magic ring free. That's nice. Good pick up. It's pretty cool. Uh, so these shoes, they were a big deal in this movie. They, um, they're, they're, when, when Benny the Jet Rodriguez decides he has to go get the ball, he brings out his new pair of PF flyers. It was a big deal. Yeah. And I totally I'd, missed it. I'd never heard of him. I'd missed it as a kid. I saw it this time. Yeah. And in that doco, they talk about it. Yeah. So right. it reminded me. Yeah. And speaking of, I'll play a little clip here where he, uh, the director himself and narrator himself, and writer himself <laughs> <laughs> talks about it. It's pretty cool. When we were kids, we were very poor, uh, poorer than most of the other kids we knew. And um, they're like Chucks in school and all that. I mean, you know, we just we struggled, and um, we never had really nice uh, shoes. I mean, we had like, and we always had to get those, you know, two dollar and ninety nine cent plain wrap. Uh, tennis shoes you know which wore out like a month but then we'd have to tape them up and wear them anyway and stuff and uh, i always remembered hearing and seeing on tv during cartoons and whatnot pf flyers you know shoes guaranteed to make a kid run faster and jump higher and dude we (laughs) believed that we literally believed that if we ever got a pair of pf flyers we would run faster than anyone they were like magic like magic shoes and uh so when it came time for benny to uh to jump that fence, this is the only piece of childhood he's taking with him. Because that fence in the sandlot is a metaphor. Uh, it's the metaphorical dividing line between childhood and adulthood. This is the only piece of childhood he takes with him. Is Are these shoes guaranteed to make a kid run faster and jump higher? That's interesting. I mean, I still wear chucks, maybe for that reason, unconsciously. But it's interesting. They, they say mm. guaranteed to run faster and jump higher. That little clip I played before, I think it explicitly says that. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit more um, regulated now. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it? Guaranteed, run faster, jump higher. Well, it's got an action wedge built in. It's got built in. The yeah. only the only shoe with it. And he said, you know, I'd see it in the cartoons. That that clip I played before was essentially branded content from a cartoon called Johnny Quest. Which was a Hanna Bar- Hanna Barbera cartoon. It in did the have a Hanna Barbera vibe. It did, didn't it? it? Thought it looked familiar. Yeah. Now, interestingly, um, they do still exist. They're manufactured by New Balance these days. But even more interestingly, in 1972, they were purchased by the company that owned Converse at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a bit controversial because it created a whole shoe monopoly. 
Um, and so they had to split them up. But you need two shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the lefties go over there. Yeah. Uh, no. What was interesting though, which, which I failed to mention the sequence of this story, which would make a lot more sense, <laughs> is that there was a very popular signature shoe of the PF Flyer, which I think from, from my research I can't guarantee. It seems like it's the thing that made it neck level. Yeah. Was the signature shoe designed by world famous badminton player. Oh, yeah. Jack Purcell. Was he a badminton player? Yeah. I didn't know what he was. Yeah. He designed um, a signature pair of PF Flyers that became like very, very popular. But in the coming together of Converse and PF Flyer and then the splitting up that ensued, Converse kept the Jack Purcell. So, wow. Yeah, so coming from a place of I've never heard of PF Fly before to well, I've had many pair of I've Jack Purcells. I've had the action wedge the whole time. Yeah, I've had this action wedge the whole time. And did I run faster? Maybe I did. Looking back, I don't know. I had the I was a big Jack Purcell man for a while because that was like my fancier version of Chucks for some for, a, for a period. They're a great shoe. You know, Converse do Rod Lavers as well. Aren't they Dunlop volleys? No, so it's interesting. So Australia's in there too, guys. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> that's interesting. I have one more clip just to round out this topic because I think it's great. Yeah, we like ads. Come on, boys and girls, and follow me. I'm Swifty Flyer. I run like the wind. Jump high as the sky. I just can't be beating my PF Flyers, the shoes that winners choose. In PF Flyers, you can run your fastest longer without tiring. You can this one's a bit more shit. No, why? Yeah. It's the magic wedge in PF Flyers, the only, only canvas shoes with this built-in magic wedge. That ad sucked. I mean, Greg, we both work in advertising. Very popular show by the name of Mad Men. Took the world by storm a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Set in the 60s. 60s yeah. world of advertising. Now, obviously, this, this PF Flyers campaign has been huge. It made it into the movie because it was such an iconic shoe. Don Draper wouldn't put his name to that. Well, maybe he. W- I just think it's so easy to do advertising in the sixties. Hey, what if we? What if we just say it's the fastest and you can jump fucking high? Yeah, and that's the idea. Give the kids a fucking ring, dear. Yeah, like what the fuck? Give us a jingle. You jingle. can't do that now. Oh, cigarettes, they're good for you. Just they, they, they taste good. This is healthy. Doctors love it. All doctors recommend. Yeah. Why are we talking like this? See now, because I don't know. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> it's a, it's a baseball episode. <laughs> but. We can't do any of that now. You can't even advertise the kids. Oh, you can't even. You can't. Oh, uh, you can't. You can't do nothing. I had to go to a responsible marketing to children session once a quarter. Interesting. I worked on Coke. It was near my house, so that was handy. Oh, that's good. Um, I was thinking that, look, you know, Babe Ruth signed baseball. That's probably a pretty uh, oh, yeah. valuable thing. Good, good question. So I found out a few things. Um, Babe Ruth memorabilia is uh, in high demand. Right. So of the top ten, you know, values fetched for an auction of a sport memorabilia, Babe Ruth has three in there. Whoa. And the number one sports memorabilia ever sold was a Babe Ruth uh, 1920 jersey. Right. So I think that was his first year at the Yankees. Yeah. 4.415 mil. Shit. Someone paid for a Babe Ruth jersey. He had a bat in there and something else. How, 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 how can you? Well, if you've got that much money, you've got to find things to do with it, I guess. Yeah, but, I guess so. Uh, I thought I'd look a little bit closer to the script and look at balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I looked at some balls, Gary. 
Greg always looking at balls. balls. Yeah. Um, so the most expensive baseball ever signed was 623000 Right. And that was signed by 11 of the first Hall of Fame inductees. Whoa. I think uh, a Babe Ruth signed one is probably worth about 120. Sorry, the whole team signed one was worth about 125 grand. Fuck. So that ball that James Earl Jones just hands over, yeah, is probably worth about 125 Damn. US. Damn, that's good. Not bad, huh? But how the hell are you gonna have Babe Ruth in this movie and not have it played by um... Art Lafleur? Yeah, why Art Lafleur, not John Goodman? Oh yeah, it's right there. I'm pretty sure he played him in another movie too. Did he? Ba- uh, Art Lafleur's been in a few baseball movies. Oh, maybe that's his thing. He was in Field of Dreams and uh, so maybe this is like a little reference that I didn't get. Maybe. I've got a question for you, Greg. Yeah. Who's more of a sexual predator? Squints or Wendy? Or, <laughs> or Ara? <laughs> um after Ara. Um <laughs> technically they're older than her though, right? Because Technically, because they're born in the sixties. Because they're born in the sixties. <laughs> well, so, born in the fifties, really. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because uh. on the one hand, the kiss wasn't consensual, but on the other hand, he's a minor and she's still flirting she with him. She loved it. Yeah, well, was he being groomed? Because there's also that line in there, she don't know what she's doing. She don't know what she's doing. She don't know what she's doing. Yeah, she does. She knows exactly what she's doing. And they do eventually get married. Yeah. And then after that kiss, she's like, she does a little wave. She's been, he's been groomed, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> you you had to dig to find something not wholesome about this film. <laughs> well, my first reaction was that's not cool these days. Like you can't just – my first reaction was Squints isn't being cool. But then I was like, hold on a second. She ain't so innocent in this. She's the more – she's the older person. Uh, I think it's – I'm fine with it. I didn't ask you if you're fine with it, Greg. I said, who's the sexual predator? Both. We've landed on Ara. Ara Ara, Yeah, there's some issues closer to home. (laughs) I'll touch on Legacy real quick. So there was a sequel, The Sandlot 2, written and directed by the same guy. Yeah. Um, James Earl Jones returns, new group of kids, but Small's younger brother is in it. I was, do you know what was disappointing though? What? It's just set 10 years later. Right. So I was kind of like, what would would Sandlot now be like? Well, yeah, because like I a didn't, land party. Why didn't we? <laughs> Fortnite? <laughs> well, funny you should say that because there's also the Sandlot three. Oh, is it Fortnite? The Sandlot heading home, but it does involve time travel. Oh. which we're big fans of here. So, Luke Perry is in Sandlot three playing. What? Well, he's not in it much because uh, hear me out. Oh, he plays. I know he does. He plays Tommy Santa Santorelli. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Squ- yep. Squints is back in it, played by the same guy. Yep. Um, he gets hit in the head. He's a baseball player, but he's a little bit cocky. He gets hit in the head with his baseball and wakes up back when he was 13 years old, back at the old sand lot. Yeah. I'll play a bit of the trailer here. It's just a when? short trailer. Yeah, I'd never heard of this. Never heard of this. 2007. Major League star Tommy Santarelli had a big time swing and an even bigger attitude. Bring it. Until one pitch. Oh, Send geez. him back to the sand lot. I just can't believe what I'm seeing. Where it all began. It's all coming back to you. Now Switch. he's reliving the friendships. Oh, no way! Seven jawbreakers, ladies and gentlemen. He's gonna pop guy! Oh. He's reliving the fun. Here, chin. Slap, slap, slap. Oh. Oh. Sorry! 
and he's reliving the greatest moments of the game. <laughs> Join the adventure. This is crazy, guys. And make every play count. Out of here. So is this next pitch. The Sandlot, heading home. Imagine what you can get for this on eBay. What, babe? Nothing. eBay, what, what? babe? Oh, 2007 called. <laughs> Look, for that, whilst it looked like crap, it did highlight a big, call it a plot hole, but a big feature of any baseball film that wasn't Ooh. in Sandlot, mm. um, which is a flaw. It's a flaw. The bit where they grab their face and... Oh, like when they touch my belt, no, once, not twice, but thrice. thrice. <laughs> yeah, when they grab their nose and the ears and the... That's <laughs> true. And it was good in A League of Their Own. That it's good was in a good scene. Oh, it's a great scene in yeah, A League of Their Own. and it's good in The, we're the Naked so, Gun. Uh, we've, done some, we've done another oh, baseball Naked movie. Gun. We've done so many baseball movies and we don't like, we don't like baseball. I do not like baseball. We it's both America's don't like time. baseball. I Greg, went to a baseball game there. I went to three, I think. Here. Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah, they brought them out as a promo. Um, the LA Dodgers played oh, Arkansas okay. or something at the SCG. They got it all. Got when them. was that? Like recently or when you were like, a kid? Maybe when you were in America. Oh, the the irony. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I had many beers. Uh, the uh, I, I would say one good thing on the remake, number two, oh, yeah. was some of the casting. Oh, um, so yeah. do you know who played Ham? No. The great Thurman Merman. I don't know, but his name rhymes. Bad Santa. Well, it's a character, <gasps> Bad Santa. You know, fix me some sandwiches. Oh, I love that kid. I know. Oh, but what is he like in real life? I worry about him a bit. <laughs> well, he's in this movie. I'm... And he's in Bad Santa too. And he seems. <laughs> well, he's in, but he plays Ham and Ham's like a different character. He's like the loud. He plays the equivalent of Ham or he plays Ham? It's a good question. Because I, I was a bit confused with the... I was tempted to watch the first five minutes and then I elected not to. Yeah. I didn't even watch the trailer for The Sandlot 2. I did watch it for three when I saw Time Travel in there. Because <laughs> that's one of my classic repitch scenarios. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of, I think they're missing a beat in terms of these sequels and remakes and whatnot. Because they're going to make a TV series for Disney Plus apparently. Yeah, I saw With that. the original cast coming back. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Maybe some de-aging, some De Niro's there. Yeah, but all, none of them are looking I like reckon teens. I, exactly. I reckon you bring back the spirit of the Sandlot, but you said it. Maybe the maybe the Sandlot today, the equivalent of doing a movie set in the sixties in the early nineties is we do a movie set in the late eighties, early nineties, and maybe it's a basketball court. Maybe it's based on my childhood. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds mad. Maybe it could be a bit more diverse too. Maybe there's more than one black guy. It could be good. Yeah, like <laughs> two. Yeah, maybe double. Double it. Uh, I got a oh, wait, I got a good one from a friend of the show, big friend of the show, um, Chad Dan Mead. You so can't just, start butchering the friends of the show. I know. Well, I haven't heard him say it, but his first name's Chad, and I know I got that right. But he pointed out something great in um, a recent music video with Logic and Eminem called Homicide, um, where they both had different people playing Logic and Eminem. Guess who played Logic? Squints. Squints. What is a squints? <laughs> we're going to get Emma body double and we're going to get you a body double. Squints from the Sandlot. 
Huh? Bro, are you fucking kidding me? You want squids to play me in? Yo, it's this is funny. crazy. Yeah. I'm, am I crazy? Hello? Like, I, I, get, I don't even... Do me a favor. You talk to the guy. You get a vibe. Hey, Chauncey. What up, man? No. Hey, what up, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually here with Bobby in the studio right now. Um, that thing we were talking about? Yeah, it's, it's a go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's cool. Here's Bobby. It's a trip. It's like I'm FaceTiming myself. Okay. Anyway, that's good visual gag. That's all squints. I'll put it on the old Instagram there. But how about we get into the old verdict of this particular picture? Let's do it. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting? Say what again. Say what again. I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. Overall, what are your thoughts, Greg? Uh, I respect this film for people that like it. Yeah. I wouldn't wa- I won't watch it again. Really? In, Why in, would I? In prepping my notes for this, I was like, I might watch it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I do that a lot though and I don't watch it again. But no, I get it. I get it. It's this is it's a sentimental movie, which means more if it's sentimental to you. I yeah. get it on the surface if it's not there, it, you don't have that connection to it. There's not a lot there. I'll try I and put it. Bruce in front of it because it's wholesome. It is wholesome. I think that's and he'll realize I'm a good dad. I think that was one of the comparison to Dennis Leary. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just quit complaining, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I loved it as a rewatch, but. I know that's an emotional rewatch, not an objectively, like we said before, Back to the Future, that's 10 out of 10. That's, there's no arguing with that. Mm-hmm. This is not Back to the Future. This is a movie I enjoyed and I enjoyed you the rewatch. To, you had to wait till Sandlot 3 for that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Back to the Sandlot. Um, let's quickly plough through our um, uh, cultural relevancy tests. Did Simpsons do it? Apparently not. <laughs> Porn parody I didn't look up because I thought that was too weird. I did. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I set you up there. <laughs> I went down a little rabbit hole. Okay. None of it was relevant. <laughs> okay. Just lots of porn. <laughs> but it's interesting that they, like, why is it picking up? I think you've just got the word porn in there because oh, yeah, there's no yeah. sandlot, anything. I was a bit yeah, nervous. I think, yeah. Um, but I feel I needed to get back on the horse. Cause yeah, I I've taken a few hits the last few weeks, haven't I? Yeah, I haven't searched. Since that. Teen Wolf. Since Teen Wolf. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Backdoll test? Nope. <laughs> FX test? Um, the dog is absurd, but, but I like it. I'm <laughs> going to give it a too. pass. Yeah, okay. I support that. And explosions? The vacuum cleaners do a good explosion. They do. So I give that a pass too. Yeah, no, none of that CGI rubbish here. Yeah. Recasties, I got none because I feel like it's kids. Yeah, and Thurman Merman in number two. Like who's going to mess with that? Yeah, exactly. But six degrees of JCVD. JCVD, go. Do you have six the same degrees. one as that? No, I didn't do it. I oh, didn't do it. Art Lafleur. Oh, <laughs> he's the bad prison man in. I forgot the name of the movie now. Um, Death Warrant. Death Warrant. Yeah, he's the bad prison oh, man. In Death well Warrant. done. I well wasn't going to do it because it's too much work. Yeah, it's so much. It's in, the, in a tight week, it's a luxury. It's it's the luxury. Yeah, yeah. MVP. I got to give it to Patrick Renner, the great Hambino himself. 
Yeah, I um, I thought about it. And Smalls it. was good too, by the way. I thought, yeah, I think he was he stole the show, and I thought Smalls was like he played that sort of kid really, really well. And apparently, but he's, he's a, a good kid. actor now. Is he? He's been in lots North of things. Actor. He's okay. in. He's in. He plays like a gritty Irish, Boston type. I think he's in. He's in the Revenant. He was in the Revenant as a, one of the trappers. He's uh, played three different characters in three different um, Law and Order shows. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and he he's also in uh, Mystic River. Oh, That's I saw dark, that. I didn't know what it was. That's a dark film. You've seen that, haven't you? Uh, he's in Black Hawk Down as well. Oh, yeah. Mm. Never saw Everyone's that. in that. Yeah. Got helmets on, so who knows who yeah, that is. I, I, I've never really seen that. I, yeah. I tried watching it. I have watched Yeah, anyway. Go got sidetracked. Yeah. Um, what are we doing next? Well, it's a good question. I think we're doing what? Uh, Men at Work. Men at Work. Which I might have to do a plot prediction for because I haven't seen it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Can you voice record it? Yeah. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Hey, if, you, if you've been listening and you're liking what you're hearing, please leave us a review. We would love, we'd love that. It well, gives us, it gives yeah. us uh, some potentials there with yeah. the old algorithms there to find more people, more people like you to lend their ear holes to us and have a nice little listen there. Yeah. So I would appreciate that. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Double Impact Podcast. Or you can even email us if you so choose at double no double impact podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And we're on Facebook with similar combinations of words. We love to hear from you. We love to hear from you. And we'll write back because we care. Yeah. Thank you very much. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.